Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian and yes, Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. <laughs> That's and, me. And we <laughs> we got a cool show today because we're going to talk about some like real serious soldiers, major soldiers. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the archangels. I want to be on their side. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a fantasy football team. Do you? And I named it the Archangels. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is. is cool, except they, they stink. So, sorry. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I, I thought maybe St. Michael or one of those guys would, like, kind of help my team, but apparently it didn't, didn't work help. out. I, I, it wasn't right the level of importance in heaven, apparently, that it, all the other, you know, trials and tribulations that the, the world is enduring right now, yeah. you know, Satan attacking and whatnot. My little football league didn't really. <laughs> didn't make the cut. <laughs> didn't make the cut, as it were. But I named it the archangels my team because i, like I thought you know that's gonna at least cause some people to you know a little weak at the knees when they kind of we're going against the archangels <laughs> i you know what it's fantasy football what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um, but anyway you know there's a reason sam why we decided to do a little show on the archangels because today is the feast of the archangels september 29th i know isn't that awesome it is awesome so they got their own feast day mm-hmm. and which is kind of cool and, you know, I th- we thought we'd just talk about the archangels and kind of what that means and why we should care about the archangels. I mean, I know generally we all have this understanding of angels to some degree, and we've done shows on angels, and you can you can look up uh, angels, and we have a show with Father Ben Bradshaw on mm-hmm. angels on Ooh. the Catholic Cafe. You can you Google and find that one. Also, like, demons. Ooh. Yeah, he did one on demons, too. Um, so it's like... We generally we all know that like well there's angels and we we've seen so many movies especially our Christmas movies and whatnot always got some kind of little angel in there doing something your favorite movie yeah well all my favorite movies are Christmas movies really yeah. it comes right down to it mm-hmm. you know and so the the angels are always there and and many of us kind of understand the concept of a guardian angel that mm-hmm. is essentially the church would teach that we would have that there's an angel that is ours yep. Right, that wants to see us in heaven. That's right. Um, and uh, mine is tired. He's working <laughs> so much overtime. I'm sure he's tired. You know, I think he took the weekend off this last weekend because it was at rough. You like, seriously, <laughs> seriously. You should know better by now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so we, we we have general understanding of angels, but I don't know that we always stop and think about archangels. And that's kind of powerful. I don't think we do. I don't think no? we do. Sam does. I. Well, I have a, a, a very, uh, I have an affinity for the archangels. The, You've always liked the archangels. Always have. Well, St. Michael was my confirmation sta- saint, and I think that, that uh, began it for me. Uh, well, Saint, so let's talk about St. Michael for a second. Absolutely. So St. Michael is like, he's like the warrior angel. He's the warrior of warriors for the Lord. Right, he's mentioned the Bible, mm-hmm. and you know, and we know all these stories about St. Michael, and really, he's the one we turn to when it's you know when it's time to do battle with Satan. That's right. You know, right, and so so Saint Michael. So we see even now. I would be cautious when you see Saint Michael or any of the angels depicted in the movies. Yes, because they don't tend to be correctly depicted. No, you know they'll 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 make a lot of little 
things here like, well, let's make him a handsome devil, and maybe that's the wrong choice. <laughs> let's, let's make him a, a handsome guy and have him fall in love with this girl. You know, right. wish he was a human. Right. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, no, 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 that's not what the angels are all about. Uh, but St. Michael specifically, I mean, he gets invoked, I'm sure, I, I couldn't even imagine the number of times that we say the St. Michael the Archangel prayer. Well, one of the things that's really cool about Michael, uh, and I've heard, I believe it was a saint who said this, but I, I don't remember exactly the saint who said this, but that Michael's name, one of the things that makes him so powerful is that his name is a question. The question is, who is like God? Yeah. And it was that, that's why he was the archangel that that God used to scatter the uh, the bad angels out of heaven because that's a question that the bad angels didn't have a response that's to. That's got to be a play on words because I always knew his name meant who is like God, but I thought it meant like the one who is like God. It's almost like he's he's like God. Now, he's not God. Right. That's well, the way I always took it. But this, well, the same, what he was saying is that the, the way in which he understood uh, the uh, the fall of the angels to happen was that Michael simply came before them after after Lucifer said non servium I will not serve he came before them and said who is like god well that's powerful and they just scattered out who is like god so like a modern a modern version of that would, would be like you ain't like god right <laughs> you know so saint michael michael means you ain't like god you know essentially yes which is a pretty important uh, message for all of us to have and it's also a pretty powerful message against the enemy the demons because what is what is it in, in the garden of eden that was the source of temptation for adam and eve ye shall be as gods that's right oh yeah that's what you know just eat this little piece of fruit there you go it's and everything's gonna be wonderful you'll know everything right oh, that's scary but anyway so yeah so uh, you know who is like god I, that's a i didn't know that that part about saint michael and it was pope leo who gave mm. us that beautiful prayer that we say and we utter and you know you look at that prayer and it's like i i don't know i i've used that prayer so many times in fact you know as i as i pull out my phone it's on the back of your phone i got my little saint michael the archangel yes, card yes, on the back do. of my phone well you know the phone is like this this gateway to so many different places oh yeah yeah, and I know we all just said, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it can also be a gateway, essentially, into the demonic, into evil, into sin, into yep. uh, not like God, right? Mm-hmm. You know, And I'm not saying that phones are bad. I'm not saying that technology is bad. It's, it's amoral. It doesn't have morals. Right. But unfortunately, it makes some poor choices so much easier to make, a click here and a click there. So I've always kept St. Michael on the back of my phone. And you know, and 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 I and I hope and pray he continues to have the same effect on me and on my phone uh, as I utilize this and, and gaze upon this uh, holy card that's pressed in here. But I also what's amazing is that I this has been a conversation starter. Mm. So many situations I can't even count them anymore. Uh, it's at a Starbucks. It's at a Crystals. It's at a, you know wherever I, I'm going to be. And if I pull the phone out and someone goes, "Hey, that's." Uh, uh, don't tell me now, and then they'll work through it, and they'll eventually get to Michael or Mike or something. You know, it's a great evangelization. Tool. I, and mm-hmm. you know what? I can say, well, you know what? He's a powerful, he's a powerful saint, he's a powerful angel. In fact, you got anything going on in your life right now that you really need? Like you, you want some kind of supernatural strength? And I'm not talking about like ghost hunters and all that kind of right. garbage that's, that's on natural. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm talking mm-hmm. about you want. You want somebody who can con- just conquer the evil in your life, mm-hmm. right? It's like, this is the guy. And I tell him to Google the St. Michael the Archangel prayer. 
and I pray with them and send them on their way. And it's kind of neat to think that like it is an evangelization tool. You know, something that's really cool about that St. Michael the Archangel prayer is that it actually quotes St. Michael in sacred scripture. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of times we skip over the letter of Jude. A lot of people might not even realize that Jude has a letter in the Bible, but it's the letter right before the book of the Revelation. That's right. right? And in that... Jude recounts, I think it's in chapter, it's in verse 9, he recounts uh, that Michael was charged with defending the body of Moses. Yeah, ba- the battle for the body of Moses. Yes, and the devil wanted to get the body of Moses, and the, the way in which St. Michael uh, addressed him, he said, may God rebuke you to the devil. Right. And we have this image, like you were saying, of uh, St. Michael sometimes as being this tough warrior, almost like a machismo type thing, but he... He deferred to God. May God rebuke you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there, so there's a humility. And I think Saint Jude actually highlights that humility of Saint Michael. And so if you think about it, that's the weapon that he's arming us with in the Saint Michael prayer. When we say, "May God rebuke him," we humbly pray. Right. We're actually we'll, we're co. If the sword of the Spirit right is the word of God, we're co wielding the sword of the Spirit with Saint Michael, quoting Saint Michael in that prayer. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray, hmm. and it, and it's highlighting the virtue of humility, which, as we're saying, is the ultimate counterpoison against Amen. arrogance and, and pride. And that's actually uh, Tom's foot on the head of the devil. That's <laughs> what you're saying. I don't know about that. Yeah, man, that's what that's what like, we're all in. The, we're in the battle. Now, I was going to say the battle's easier. That's a big, is, ugly foot, by the way. <laughs> I know, but that, that's going to hold the devil down. Yeah, awesome. but you, your hair looks great, though. That, his hair looks Appreciate nice. <laughs> and that balances out the foot. <laughs> when you're fighting the devil, that's important. Even the hair on his foot, because like, he's got hobbit feet, doesn't he? No, that's bad. That was bad. Let's not, we're not going down that path. St. Michael the Archangel defended in the battle. We have protection against the wicked snares of the devil. No, so um, so that and that's that, that that stuff is important for us to understand because so often we uh, we we don't really think or realize um, the reinforcements are here, the cavalry's here. We don't even think about the archangels as being, you know, the, the and Saint Michael, the prince of the heavenly hosts, right? Mm. That 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 we've got General Michael here, and he's he's ready to do battle. And all we got to do is point him, like, what, what hill do, do we want him to take? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is the thing in our life right now? What is, you, all of us can probably look at our lives right now, take a little pause and go like, man, I need help in this area desperately. I'm struggling mm-hmm. with this sin or I'm struggling with this situation or this, this feels like a weight that's unbearable. And, I mean, that's what Michael's just going like, look, my, my phone it's not ringing. You just got to let me know. And then, then he's there. And then, as you're saying... You know, it's it's God Almighty. It's the power of God Almighty that is thrusting Satan and all his evil spirits, probably about the world seeking ruin souls, into hell, mm-hmm. right? And 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 you know, and we get to be part of all that stuff. You know, front row seats in that in that battle. And to me, it's like we just don't stop and think enough, or don't really appreciate enough fully what's happening. And the supernatural. And you know. the story behind that prayer, Pope Leo the Thirteenth was in um, one of the churches. I think it was the Basilica of Saint Peter, but it was in the Vatican. You saw a vision of demons on the attack in the church, uh, and uh, and it inspired him to write that prayer and promulgate it throughout the church. And I think that we can say very clearly that the devil has been on the attack. And you know what Saint what Pope Leo the Thirteenth is asking us to take up that prayer. The church needs defending, you know, in addition Amen. to ourselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And you know, the fact that that prayer has lasted as long as it has, it's been used so many times. Is it works? Yes. Right. Every exorcist knows knows it, but certainly 
you know, homeschool moms in their classrooms teaching their kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, and now at the end of so many masses, you're kind of seeing it come back where priests are invoking that prayer, you know, just to, just to ward off evil. And our church right now is just under attack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really haven't seen a lot of people turn into St. Michael, and maybe this is an, an invitation to do that. Right, yeah. invitation for us. We got more to talk about with the archangels as soon as we come back. Before we uh, take a break here, I want to remind folks at home we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Certainly yeah, do that. Uh, otherwise, we're going to send St. Michael the Archangel your way. You don't want that to happen. No. We'll be right back. And this is another great moment in church history. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. The beginning of this famous prayer to St. Michael the Archangel calls this blessed angel to action against the evil that besets the faithful on earth. Pope Leo XIII first ordered the prayer of St. Michael to be said after every Mass throughout the Roman Rite in the 1880s. It is said that Pope Leo had a prophetic vision one particular day after saying Mass. He was permitted to see the great evil of the coming century, the great wars that were to tear at the heart of Christian Europe and the terrible persecutions the Christian faithful were to suffer. The late Holy Father turned to St. Michael the Archangel for help and protection. St. Michael has long been known as God's defender against the evil one. All throughout Holy Scripture, St. Michael had been called to marshal the heavenly host to come to the defense of the faithful. In the Old Testament, Michael is described as the defender of Israel. In the book of Daniel, Michael is the guardian of God's people. It reads, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. In the New Testament, Michael is depicted as waging war against evil. The book of Revelation says, And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. Scripture reminds us that St. Michael is our great protector in the spiritual struggle between good and evil. After the Second Vatican Council, the St. Michael prayer was no longer required to be said after Mass. But Pope John Paul II still encouraged all the faithful to pray for St. Michael's help. He said, I ask everyone not to forget it and to recite it to obtain help in the battle against forces of darkness. Pope Benedict XVI described St. Michael as the protector of man's very understanding of God. Benedict said St. Michael defends the cause of God's oneness against the presumption of the dragon, the ancient serpent, as John calls it. The serpent's continuous effort is to make men believe that God must disappear so that they themselves may become important, that God impedes our freedom, and therefore that we must rid ourselves of Him. All throughout the world, there are great shrines and churches dedicated to St. Michael. Many countries around the globe count him as their special patron and defender. St. Michael's feast day is September 29th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Sam 
Ziggy, Ziggy Rodriguez <laughs> and Tom Dorian. That's going to stick, isn't it? It is. I'm, well, if I Our say it every time, stuck. we're like on show number 430. It'll, so if stuck. I say it for like the next 430 shows, it's kind of like the St. Michael the Archangel Prayer. It's going yeah. to last. So let it be said. So let it be written. So let it be done. Yes. So, um, you know, uh, during our break, we had an opportunity there. Uh, Tom had never read the book of Jude, and so he read the entire book of Jude (laughs) during the break, got himself caught up. (laughs) It's a one pager. (laughs) It's a a shorty, but a goodie. Thank you, Ziggy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was really intrigued by that, uh, the battle for the body of Moses. Yeah. Which, by the way, is going to be the next Star Wars installment. I think they're going to do a little story on that. They're going to turn it into a three-part thing, but right, it's going man. to be really big. No, but right. you know, but, but you know, use the Saint Michael prayer. That's right. <laughs> use the Saint Michael prayer. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it's interesting how uh, that could be like a really incredible story that to be told. I, I it's one of those things in the Bible. that's like, tell me more. Oh, you yeah. Know? Instead, we get a whole bunch of instructions on how not to shave your beard and the tattoos and all that kind of stuff in Leviticus, you know. But it's like, I want to hear more about the battle for the body of Moses. It just sounds cool. Well, it's crazy, too, because St. Jude just mentions it in passing. A lot yes. of our separated yes. brothers and sisters in the Protestant tradition, uh, they, they look... They, a lot of them think that it's kind of sounds silly when we value church tradition, right? But obviously, that's what St. Jude's drawing upon. He already he knows the story. Yes, right. He knows the story, and everyone else did then. Yes, but it didn't end up in scripture, right? And so there's something going on there. And you something, can't, yeah. yeah, right, exactly. It's not like that's the only story. <laughs> no, it can't be. But so speaking of things that might not be received well by uh, some of our separated brothers and sisters, um, let's look at the Book of Tobit. Ah, and what does the yes. Book of Tobit reveal to us, right? Who, who's, who's there? Oh, St. Raphael the Archangel. Now, um, I went to St. Raphael's church in Chicago. Wait a second. Is it Raphael or Raphael? That's what I'm going to say. I went there, and the priest said, Welcome to St. Raphael's. And I said, How did they make you pastor? You can't even pronounce that guy's name. I'm just teasing. I didn't say that. <laughs> but Raphael, Raphael, tomato, tomato. Oh. I think a lot of people do the Raphael thing. You, you grew up, and you know St. Raphael, and you have a relationship and a devotion to St. Raphael. I do have a devotion to St. Raphael. And we've always heard Raphael. That's the, so we're going to go with that. So we're going to just like agree to disagree. Absolutely. Because I don't think it matters, to be Absolutely. honest with you. But I know, Sam, interestingly, you um, you know, we hear about um, St. Raphael in Tobit. Yes. And it's in Tobit, actually, where he talks about being one of the seven angels. That stand before the throne of God, yes. Right, and so that's where tradition tells us there are seven, but we only know three of their names. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, so then we have all these other traditions, uh, these ancient traditions, whether it's the Coptics or the whoever, you know, all these different, and they'll say, oh, like, we believe, and then there's Uriel and all these different names, uh, but we don't know really hmm. officially except for... For, for three of the archangels that we experience in scripture mm-hmm. uh, we but 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 we can look at uh, tobit and see that there are seven but hmm. you know again what does that mean because seven also is a biblical m- number of completion it can be the fullness of all the archangels so there's lots of ways to look at that right. but but I'm interested, Sam, and you, you have like a relationship with Raphael or Raphael. I do. I do. And, and actually, with all three of the archangels, I do. Um, but with Raphael, I have a, an interesting story. There's an interesting story. About Tom and I are going to go out and get some coffee while you're telling your story. <laughs> his stories are always long. No, I'm they just are. kidding. Now, tell well, me. Well, tell well, me. Well, and I have a very long St. Michael story. If anyone wants to look it up on YouTube, Sam, uh, Sam Rodriguez, St. Leo's Lunch, I gave a conversion story where St. Michael played a big role. Wow. There you go. And so let's talk about 
well, but St. Raphael, yes. though, is the story that I can tell now. Um, and so... Uh, I, and it was October of 2011. That's when I finally had my, the, my reversion experience where I really gave my life back to Christ. And uh, in that experience, shortly after I had gone to confession and was really active in my faith again, uh, I just woke up one day and I was driving to work and I couldn't get St. Raphael off my mind. And I didn't know why because I never had a devotion to him. I had a devotion to St. Michael. And St. Michael the Archangel had always been on my radar, but not really St. Raphael. I just kind of knew who he was mm-hmm. loosely, and I knew he was the healing angel, right. the deliverance angel, loosely. And so I'm, dri- I'm driving to uh, work, and uh, I, it's, it's just like it's almost like my mind is fluttering with the name Raphael. And it's so much so that when I get to my office, I, just, I start looking online for materials related to Raphael. I start looking at the book of Tobit and reading that. And then I Google Raphael. And I see in my Google results that day, which was October 24th. October 24th was the, the feast day of the St. Raphael. The feast original day. Yeah. Yes, before, feast it was, day. before it was switched to the Feast of the Archangels. So I thought, oh, okay, well, then this, you're clearly celebrating your feast yeah, day, so St. Raphael. celebrating his own feast day. Yes. It's like he gets two birthdays. Right, know? exactly. <laughs> so, so at that point, I had an intention that I offered up. And uh, and, it, and it bore fruit, and, and so that really stuck with me as as a pretty powerful uh, experience. And so then a year later, I, I you know leading up to October twenty fourth, I thought, okay, I'm going to do a novena to Saint Raphael the Archangel. Ooh, be careful when you do novenas. I know stuff happens. Stuff <laughs> happens, and something really crazy happened that really bore fruit in my life. Um, so it was. Uh, really just a general you know seeking healing and seeking to just grow in my relationship with God and to get rid of the obstacles of grace in, in, in my life and uh, it was deep in the novena like in maybe the seventh day something like that and I was saying the prayers and I remember looking at the clock and seeing the time let's say it was like 9.15 p.m. something like that mm-hmm. and I, I close my eyes and I'm, I'm meditating but then I start finding myself feeling like I'm slipping into a sleep mm-hmm. and I'm trying to shake myself out of it and trying to fight it but as I'm slipping into a sleep this very vivid imagery is coming to mind and I really felt just alright I'm not going to fight this anymore and so as I went into this sleep um, all of a sudden I find myself in the, uh, in, the, in the top floor of my office building. When I, my office was on the top floor. And I wasn't exactly sure why. And I looked, and for whatever reason, I was near the bathroom. And so I opened the door uh, to the bathroom. And instead of what I usually see when I open the bathroom, there was just a huge room fil- swirling with wind. And in the distance was uh, you know the, the sink with a mirror. And it was a very dark room but the mirror was lit and so i walked up to the mirror and i saw myself in the mirror and when i saw myself in the mirror uh i changed uh in the mirror and i saw all of a sudden i was had i looked horribly uh like it was a demonic image where i had this blue (laughs) and i i saw you know my eyes turned this this uh this bright it was basically light was this ugly light was shooting out of my eyes and I, and I had this you know, I had, my skin had, had turned blue and I was seeing a demon that was basically I, 
it within me under attack in my life mm. and i was freaking out and i and all of a sudden it started changing and i thought oh my god i'm about to see a second demon i was like no no and I, so i turn i run i go and i start i fall to the ground and after and i'm sitting here and i'm and i'm trying to get up and i'm weighed down and i start shouting out attachments that i had in my life sins that i was struggling with and as i would reject and renounce various sins i got lighter and i was able to stand up and i left and then i woke up i looked at the clock and it was 9:30 only 15 minutes had passed and wow. i thought and so i prayed to god and i asked him okay what was that about and what god put on my heart was that what i was seeing was the primal fear of my ultimate me uh, uh, that i had this visceral primal fear of ultimate meaninglessness hmm. the fear that maybe god doesn't exist and maybe all we are is just matter and uh, and just sort of that primal fear of ultimate meaninglessness. And God called me to confront that, uh, that fear of death, that fear of ultimate annihilation and obliteration. And it actually took many years for me to really confront that fear. But wow. uh, it, it stayed with me. That, that battle stayed with me for many years. And once I finally broke through it, I really, it helped me grow by leaps and bounds in my relationship with so God. So Raphael was like letting you know all this stuff and kind of, and he was delivering you from all that stuff. Yes. Or at least letting you see it and point it out. So if Raphael comes to you, Tom, you know, and you see yourself and you got like bloodshot eyes or whatever in the in the mirror in the bathroom mirror, <laughs> you better pay attention. I better because that's attention. some serious stuff. That it was serious, very serious. Oh, yeah, that's that's really cool. Now, that is cool. Not everybody gets to have those kinds of experiences, but everybody should know that those kinds of experiences really do happen and they're real in the world. Uh, you know, the supernatural and the natural collide here and there, right? And and it's really powerful. Um, now you know we're talking about archangels, and we shouldn't um, we we shouldn't not talk about Gabriel. He's the other archangel mentioned in scriptures, and plays a huge part in the incarnation story. Right the the annun- the annunciation. Oh, by the way, you're going to have a baby, right? And, and the Holy Spirit's that's, that's a know. pretty important story in yeah, Catholic tradition, right? It is, and so you know, it's always the angel that's Gabriel is who's who's we we attribute to like announcing and 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 proclaiming and. Uh, you know, and, and so it's like we start to realize just how powerful these archangels are. They are powerful, and they're available to us. All we have to do is seek their intercession. Seek that. What is that? I mean, you know, we just oh, we have to ask. That's it. That's right? it. <laughs> I mean, I thought there'd be more. Like there's like three triplicate forms you have to fill out or anything, right? No, <laughs> that's the beauty. That's the beauty of our faith. So all we have to do is ask. They're at the ready. God has sent them to us as a as a great gift. To fight the battle for us and with us, uh, and essentially put our foot on the devil's head, right? <laughs> and that's Good powerful, stuff. right? Terrible. And so I tell you what, let's say that prayer, the Saint Michael the Archangel prayer, given to us by Leo the Thirteenth. Yes, that'll be beautiful. Idea. Here we go, Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.